0: The Gospels themselves were not written in English originally, yea verily, they were not written even in King James English originally, they were originally written in Greek. And the headers to each of the Gospels, according to Matthew, according to Mark, according to Luke, according to John, were probably added to the documents after the fact. The inspired text begins with verse 1. You'll notice that the header is not part of any verse of any of those Gospels. So all four Gospels that we have in the New Testament are formally anonymous. That is, if all you had was verses 1 to the end of each of these Gospels, uh, internally the Gospels don't identify who wrote them with the possible exception of the Fourth Gospel, who tells us that the beloved disciple had something to do with the composition of the Fourth Gospel. So, where did these headings come from? According to Matthew, according to Mark, according to Luke, according to John. Well, it appears they come from the early Christian community, who in fact knew who was responsible for putting these Gospels together. And what we know about the later church is there was so much emphasis on the apostolic witness and the eyewitness and uh, indeed the uh, testimony of the the original folks who had seen Jesus rise from the dead that it would be very surprising uh, if there weren't claims being made that the Gospels were written just by members of the Twelve or the Gospels were written just by eyewitnesses so it's a bit of a shock to discover that two of what is claimed as the authors of the gospels mark and luke there's no claim about them being eyewitnesses there's certainly no claim about them being apostles no claim about them being one of the original twelve now this has all the marks of authenticity if you're going to make up names of people that composed the original source documents about the life of Jesus, if you're going to do something like that, then surely you're gonna go with members of the 12, or the original eyewitnesses, or the original apostles. Not so much. Mark and Luke are minor figures, even in the New Testament themselves, and there's no claim they were original eyewitnesses. In fact, Luke says this at the beginning of his gospel, and as much as many of us have sought To write an account of the things that have happened amongst us, I, too, Theophilus, having studied this for a long time and having consulted the eyewitnesses and the original preachers of the word, decided to write for you an orderly account so that you might know about the things that have happened amongst us. Now, that's very interesting. He says he consulted the eyewitnesses and the original preachers of the word. He doesn't include himself amongst them. What we have, it seems to me, is claims made about these Gospels and their authorship that are honest claims, not later puff pieces suggesting that all the Gospels were written by one of the members of the Twelve. And even in the case of a Gospel like the Gospel of Matthew, what is actually being claimed is that he is responsible for some of the source material in this Gospel. So. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, stick with these and you can't go wrong. There is a reason that those names are appended to those Gospels. These are not later fictional names attached to the Gospels. It's because, wait for it, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John had something to do with the composition of these Gospels. Briefly, Matthew is one of the sources for the material in the Gospel of Matthew, as is Mark. 95% of Mark's Gospel recurs in the Gospel of Matthew, so there are multiple sources in that Gospel. Mark, the sometime companion of Paul and Peter, is responsible for our earliest Gospel, the second one in the canon. Luke, a sometime companion of Paul, is responsible for the third Gospel. And then there's the mysterious fourth Gospel. Why is it called the Gospel According to John? This is something of a mystery, because in fact, There are no Galilean Zebedee stories about the Zebedee boys in the Gospel of John. Zero. None. In fact, the Zebedees are only mentioned in passing in the very last chapter of the Gospel of John, John 21. What the internal testimony tells us is that these stories go back to somebody called the beloved disciple. Increasingly, scholars have said, maybe the reason the Gospel of John is so different from the Synoptic Gospels Matthew, Mark, and Luke is precisely because this Gospel is the eyewitness testimony of a Judean disciple. Now we can debate who this is. This might have been somebody named John. That's what Richard Baucom in his work on the Gospel of John says. But it might have been somebody else, because there is somebody in the Gospel of John called the beloved disciple. It's Lazarus. Go back and read John 11. In the story about the raising of Lazarus from the dead we have the very first use of the phrase the one whom you love Mary and Martha write to Jesus who is far away from Bethany Lord the one whom you love is dying who is this who is this beloved disciple this person beloved of Jesus well it's Lazarus my personal belief is that Lazarus is the beloved disciple but that a man by the name of John Who was also responsible for the book of Revelation, John of Patmos, put together the memoirs of the beloved disciple, and it came to be called the Gospel of John. So one more time, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. There are reasons these labels were later appended to the Gospels, but they were appended to the Gospels after they were already being collected together. You don't call something the Gospel according to X unless there's also the Gospel according to Y. Or Z. So at the point in time when they were collecting these four gospels together, they got these labels Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And what we can say is that these are authentic, genuine, and accurate labels about the people who were involved in the composition of these documents.